Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going and how to get the job done. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, I thought today that we would talk about the pandemic. Once again, I don't, in case you didn't know, the pandemic going on. So, uh but we are, you know, the numbers are terrible and you know, the the rates are still high, but there is a vaccine. There are more than one vaccine that's, you know, starting to ramp up. I know Biden is doing the uh, the wartime production act to get more vaccines going. And that's great. But at some ways beyond the setups for distributing the vaccine is the individual getting your mom to the vaccine and <laughs> like and how to get them on the website to get a slot and then getting them there. And I was taken with an essay by the writer Jessica Valenti talking about, guess who's going to be in charge of that with your mom and your dad, your aunt and your uncle? It's going to be the women. And just like kind of another aspect of caregiving that kind of uh, lands on us. And so I thought I thought that was a good topic for us to talk about today. Yeah, I I think and I'm I'm I don't mean to skip to the end here, but I just can't. Her set her last sentence is is just so solid that in a time like now amid literal insurrection and thousands of pandemic deaths a day, it's easy to lose sight of just how thinly stretched half of the country's population is, but if we don't start to pay attention to the outsized burden on American women, employment and domestic work disparities that already feel untenable untenable will turn to full-on disaster. And it's so freaking true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've already, what was it? Was it December or uh, that the job losses were, it was all women, hundreds of thousands of jobs of women leaving the workplace and those jobs aren't coming back because we've done episodes before talking about the impact on the pandemic on jobs that are over-indexed for women. Yep. We've talked about the caregiving burden, the homeschooling seems to be falling on women. Two thirds of caregivers for our parents set are women. I, I guess it was like I, I when I read her creed occur with this, I was like, yep. And getting our family members to their vaccines. And by the way, it's not just our parents. It's just that they're first in line. Yeah. As the person who organized all the flu shots in my family for, you know, like yeah. it's as it ripples down and the the. The availability expands to new cohorts. That's going to be us too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every phase of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the mental load, you know, and the physical act of actually executing on it, of watching for when you can go get it, figuring out when the vaccine supplies will be big enough in your community, knowing how to navigate the website to to get it on, coordinating with your mom and dad who may be a little nervous about it, right? who may need help actually physically getting to it, who, you know, and getting your kids to the vaccine. It's just, it's just all I feel for 
all of us and the men too that have to do this. I mean, you know, don't yeah. disrespect to the guys that are working on this too, because I know the spending a lot of time this week looking into the topic of male care, caregivers, and that is a number that is increasing. It's just, it's still two thirds to one third for the elderly care set. So right. FYI, FYI. <laughs> for those of you keeping score at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, What's so the same thing that we see across all of these conversations comes up for me again, which is that like we're responsible and the system is a piece of garbage right now. Yeah. Like what what's yeah, you know, we, we have these life and death responsibilities yeah. for our families. And we are not, you know, the the there's this illusion that like Oh, vaccines are coming out, so it's all working. I mean, we're all good. My kids can't like have no idea when it totally varies. It totally varies by where you are, what access you have to the vaccine. But you know, but it's still going to fall on us to make sure that it all gets done. Um, Right. It's yeah. I mean, I think that's just the the we end up in this place where we're so overburdened that the illusion that the system is actually working. We just have to figure out how to, <laughs> how to navigate it is, is so damaging. I think as opposed to the system's not working, you know, we, yeah, we've oddly, it's kind of a relief when it's like, no, the vaccine, it's just, we, I, I don't have to deal with this right now. Right. Like I, in my parents are, are in another state. So I, I won't be, this won't be me personally with, my mom and my stepmom and though I will get involved if I can help remotely whatever they need but at this point I can't do anything it's kind of a you know okay one thing I can put to the side because I have 16 other things that need to be done right now yeah we need to do a whole thing on college financial aid forms yeah (laughs) yeah oh my lord we'll call it nightmare that's a Halloween episode oh my god yeah for sure. That's scary. Well, so, and it's these pressures like this that, goodness gracious, I have had a lot of work to do in the past, but there's something about this moment where I am right now that I realize how finite time is. You know, they, you know, there's only so much time in the day. Like, yeah. you really have to make these prioritization choices because yeah. it's not all going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, have you, like, I just feel like it, that's, it's a visceral feeling now. Which is a visceral feeling? That I've, I can't get it all done. Like when I was younger, I had fewer things to do, even when I was super busy. And it's like, well, I could just stay up super late. I can get it done. Like, even if I stayed up super late, I can't get everything done. Yeah. Nor would I do a good job between work, family, Whatever. And by the way, that that's always take. I'm always the first to go off my own uh, to do list. But because there's you keep adding things on to the to do list and I just physically can't get the stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's true. I think that's I'm seeing that across the board. I'm seeing that in the workplace a lot that there's just, you know, particularly in certain pockets of of the organization where I work, it's, it's just what's happening right now is so relevant to what they do. It's just, it's never ending. It's just a never, yeah. there's no way of, of slowing it down. And it's really hard when, you know, what's most important to you, like we're, we're literally, we're at these moments of 
life and death. We've got it's it's just it's let's it's hard to prioritize one thing over the other at a time when yeah yes lead emergency. Yes, that's exactly right. That exactly because it feels like it's coming from all sides. Right, and I feel like there were things when I was uh, younger less encumbered somehow, like dealing that, tell me that I can put one of these things off my plate and they can't. And and it's not even being like, well, I'm so important. I have to get all, yeah. I'm the only one. No, my, my husband is, is overwhelmed too. Yeah. And even we're just at a moment in our family with dealing with college and pandemic and homeschooling and work and you know, like we self-manage the building. Brett's dealing with the finances for the building. Like there's just, oh, wow. and the, it's just a million things that can't not be done. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot. And and when it all comes, when I have to pull out the whiteboard, have I told you how I bought a, a tiny whiteboard? It's like a, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's portable. Yeah. And, and when I get, when my brain like starts to short out, I ha- bring out the color-coded dry erase markers. So do I. And have to, that's so funny. really. I just did that. I just did that yesterday. I have it right here. It's right here. But yeah, that is when funny. I, when I when I just get to the point where I'm like, oh God, uh, let me just. Yeah, no, that that I feel like we all need to have our. It's our beautiful mind moment, right? Whenever yeah. we're like writing everything down. Yeah. Do you color code? Can, let's. Can we talk whiteboard? This is whiteboard <laughs> corner. <laughs> I do. Well, so I do color code. I have different types of color coding, but I have I have color coding by kind of like category of project. So it's different than like like each of my different types of projects has a different color. Is that how, Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you Yep. Yeah, I that's how I do too. I did the full on here are all the to-dos. I do them in like little box, a lot of like, like circling things or boxing things, you know, but all, yes, something will be all blue. Something's all green. Yeah. And then the, I I have the red, like do this in this category right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nice. And then the erasing of it. I love the erasing when you take something off and the board starts to clear a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is. I love it. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing is these things these moments do pass where they they get overwhelmed and then they'll they'll go down and so I'm old enough to know that you know these things come in waves right but for so many women to Jessica Valenti makes the point that the women who are still working so a million and million american women left the workforce between august and september of 2020 and of those who are still working they're likely to be working less one study showed that mothers who remain in the labor force had reduced their working hours up to five times more than men. Lost jobs, lost hours, lost wages. And as breadwinners, I you and I, we can't afford no. to do that. And and I and I'm not it's not I'm not saying it's wrong that you you take your wages down or your hours down or anything like that. I'm saying that like these are the pressures. Some women are saying I, I can't. I need to work less because I just physically can't be everywhere at once for all the things that people need me. And then others of us are like trying to do it and ending up working around the clock yeah. to also do the homeschooling and the like because there's no choice, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And a whiteboard's not going to save us, but it will no. make me sometimes make me feel better that I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. At some point over that, I did go and we won't go back to the whiteboard corner. That's for next week. But okay. But yeah, I, I've, I have many. Whiteboard corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, oh. It, it, you know, and I think on top of that, right, another topic that we've talked about so much. I mean, we, you know, it, as you said, there's a visceral reaction to to trying to get this all done and feeling like you can't. And whether it's cyclical or not, this takes a physical toll. It's just, it's all yeah. a real physical toll on us. And, you know, I don't think whether you're in the workforce or not, you really get to do self-care that you need, you know, just the restorative yeah you know, moments that you need to keep going. I think we're, we're, we're seeing like a really, a really intense toll that's being taken on our health right now, just so that we can get by. Yeah. And then, yeah, because that, that's what falls off the the to-do list. I will completely, I know, I, I know that friends have fallen off the to-do list. Like I, not even I used to do social distance walk around the neighborhood with uh, my neighbors and I can't do that right now. I can't see my dear friend. I just don't physically have the time to do that right now. And I hate that. And then right now I can feel the slipping away of, uh, you know, my belo- beloved Pilates classes. Like the minute when one of them gets canceled and I'm like, yay, <laughs> I have an hour back to myself. And it's like, that's not the right mindset, right. you know, like, because I feel so much better. And we've talked about that before. But like, I don't know. It's like, oh, somebody's waiting on me for something. Yeah. And, you know, so and the best way I can get it done is if I don't take that hour of my Pilates and then it's a long term impact. Much like watch the segue. Our economic progress as women and our individual finances uh, for all this moment. All these women who are feeling, who are pushed out, who feel they have to step out, who are reducing how much they're stepping. I don't know. I'm keeping the, the <laughs> metaphor going. The, the Their finances are going to be impacted for years to come. Yeah. Not putting in for your retirement, having to borrow to make your bills. That's the now, the retirement's your future. Right. How much money you'll be able to put into a 529 for your kid's college. You know, it, like all this stuff, those ripples, it's it's a lot. We were doing better as women. We were. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of ripples. I mean, to be honest, I think I think we were seeing this before, but but you're right. We didn't want to admit it. Yeah. And now here we are. It's pretty depressing. <laughs> Get me a little down. No white. I'm sorry. Can fix. I'm sorry. Jess, I'm going to blame Jessica because I'm usually the optimistic one. And (laughs) what's going on? No, I. You know, I mean, well, what is that? This is usually the moment where you say, "Well, what's the upside here, or what's the up note?" Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's my cue to you. What's the up note? Oh, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I think part of it is realizing it. I, I, I'm always a let's let's bring this thought out into the light. And thank you, Jessica, for bringing it out to the light yeah. of saying this. These vaccines for a lot of folks are not just going to magically happen, right? You know, and that these are one of the many burdens we've talked a lot about homeschooling, though that hasn't changed. You know, the homeschooling still sitting on mom by and large, but oh yeah. Um, Let's just be aware of all the beans going in the pot. I think that's the first step and say, I, I see you, man. 
I, I see that this is on your, your to-do list now is to make sure you're, you navigate the system to get your mom and dad into a vaccine. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I think that is positive. I feel like, you know, I think there's never a bad time to remind ourselves of how to acknowledge how much we're carrying and to say, like, this is, I, I don't know, I to like look at the system and look what our role is within the system and acknowledge how much we're doing. Does that make sense? Yep. 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 I think we've talked about it before of an economy that's worker centric. If we have a society that is caregiver centric, would that be a good thing? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and and then here's hoping that as the Biden administration manages the hell out of the vaccine, that it every move, every step to make it easier will help all the caregivers. Yeah. You know, every yeah. step to make it the the sites easier to navigate, the information clearer to get out, websites, you know, click, click and you're in that that will help us all. Everything that you can, you know, automate to just, you know. Maybe can we get just drones to fly in? You know, just give yeah. us vaccines and we'll move on with our day. I that we're we're talking about this when it's still pretty messy. This whole system. So right. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. By the time that this particular episode goes live, in the future, <laughs> it's it's cleared up and we don't feel quite so stressed about the act of getting vaccinated. Yeah. And if that could be one small thing we can cross off our to-do list, you know how much fun it is to cross something off so or erase it from our whiteboard. Erase it. <laughs> erase it from our whiteboard. Yeah. Erase it. I think I think it's it'll be great. It'll be great when there's more routine, when there's more clarity about how this is supposed to work, for sure. I think we will all feel something come off our whiteboards. And then if we all get this off our whiteboards. That means school can open again. Oh. It, right? Yeah. And that means that is a huge step to getting a big homeschooling to do. Uh, is that one written in like double or like bubble letters on your whiteboard? <laughs> Going back to school. Home, homeschooling. You know, when you can wipe that off of helping your kids with their homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, my kids <laughs> haven't been in school in two, three months. Mine I, either. Right. So I, my, it just keeps saying, so I have the calendar whiteboard and the whiteboard to-do list. And so the calendar whiteboard has just like remote, like this week is remote. That week is remote, 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 remote. Oh, yeah. For the first Owen's my, Owen was in his school one day this year. <sighs> yeah. So... So and I was just filling out a survey with the New York City schools last, uh, they were doing like a first semester check-in or something for parents. And I, Gwen was helping, sitting next to me and filling it out. It asked something and she said, yeah, no, I went to school for like two months. <laughs> and that was the good school in that they figured the entire way they were organizing how they do school to create this one half day a week thing that she was doing. And, you know, who knew that was going to be the the zenith of her, <laughs> her senior year? 
Oh, my goodness. Yes. So let's look forward to an easy vaccination to do, wiped off our whiteboard. And then that big bubble letters of homeschooling wiped off. I love this visualization. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I totally see the bubble letters from eighth grade, too. That's that's how I see them. Well, thank you for putting us on your whiteboard. Thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners and taking the time to be with us. You will find links to Jessica's article in our episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really helps us grow. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.